of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. Hope everyone's had a solid week. I've been taking in so many incredible records this summer, and I feel like they just keep a-coming. Most recently, of course, that new Queen of Jeans record. Oh my gosh, if you aren't listening to it, 
please get on it. Previous episode with Mary and Maddie is phenomenal, and I can't stop talking about this record, so. So many bands are just crushing it. I mean, I'm thinking about Field Mouse's Meeting, Lilith's Safe Prop. It seems like August is just one spicy month for new music. I'm a fan, and you know what? There's no signs of slowing down, that's for sure. But you know what? The summer's been a bit of a blur with all this awesome music, and another record that's been keeping me so steady is this week's guest, Cat Clyde. Cat Clyde is a phenomenal solo musician who has released an incredible record titled Hunter's Trance. Her styling dives into soul and blues ballads that are nothing short of entrancing. In fact, she has this way of making her music feel like you're in that exact setting that she's describing. It's, it's just magical. Um, we chatted about her messaging and styles along with so much more. So with that, let's turn it over to Kat and dig into the interview.
Welcome, Kat, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going in Ontario? Oh, good. Thank you very much. How are things going with you? Uh, It's been really good. It's been, I feel like, a really exciting summer for music and life, so can't complain, honestly. Amazing. Yeah, it seems like there's so much going on, so much coming out. Everybody's kicking ass this summer with music, so. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really excited to get to know you and hear more about uh, your music and stuff. I, I've been so into Hunter's Trance. It's such a great record. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I quickly became a fan, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, this record came out this year, right? Yeah, it did. That's so great. Um well, I kind of want to start, before I get too much into the record that I'm very stoked to talk about, um, I kind of learned a little bit about you and your background. How did you kind of first get involved in music? Um, I don't know. It was kind of like I, I was uh, always singing when I was young. And then, um, I don't know, like when I got to high school, I started playing a bit of guitar and, you know, ended up going and being in a few bands and... Um, I don't know, just kind of moved from there. And then I went to school for, uh, I went and I took a program uh, in London called Music Industry Arts. And so it was all kinds of like, uh, it was like recording and, and uh, engineering and uh, producing and, and just music business and just kind of like everything rolled into one. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, then I met like some really cool people and ended up making a record and yeah, here I am. <laughs> That's so amazing. What kind of got you interested in going to a school or a program that allowed you to explore like sound engineering and music business stuff? Um, I wasn't like particularly interested in um, sound engineering, but um, I really wanted to learn more about music business because um, the jobs that I was working were really shitty. And uh, I was just like working in factories and I just didn't want to do that. Um, but I also didn't want to get like a real job uh not that this isn't a real job but like I don't know I just uh I just had to pursue music because I wanted to see if there was a way if there was a way I could do it mm-hmm. then I was gonna do it <laughs> totally because I mean once you're excited about music and creativity you can't quite find that as easily when you're working in like a factory job unfortunately there's not that creative space for you to be able to just like explore your interests yeah definitely factory is pretty uh pretty depressing uh, situation. So uh, I'm really grateful that I that I decided to go to college. Yeah, for sure. Um, so at what point were you starting to like, pick up and write your own music? Um, I was kind of always like, I think I kept a journal when I was really young. And then I always kind of did that. And then that kind of turned into like, 
writing like poems. And then when I started playing guitar, I started like just writing these little songs and it just kind of grew from there. And um, yeah, it's always just something that's, that I've really enjoyed and that's, I don't know, makes me feel really good. That's awesome. Music has that way of just providing those feelings that you kind of need to have and feeling good is definitely a nice one. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's just like a nice release, you know? Oh, absolutely. Whether you're somebody who's consuming it or creating it, music just has that way of just making us feel the things we need to feel. That's for sure. Yeah. It's kind of a candle that burns on both sides then. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what were you kind of listening to? What kind of artists or musicians maybe were influencing you and kind of like encouraging you to like pick up guitar and start writing and play music? Um, well, I, I remember the moment that I listened to, um, Lead Belly for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I always really liked music, but I didn't really have, um, I didn't really have anyone that like, um, influenced my music because I didn't really have anyone that I don't know like listen to good music like, <laughs> I don't know maybe that's mean um but um like my parents weren't really like into music mm-hmm. I mean obviously everybody's into music but um I don't know I just remember hearing like blues for the first time and I was just like um someone had told me to like look up Nirvana so I was like YouTubing Nirvana mm-hmm. and I heard um the version of where did you sleep last night um but then there was like a link to like Lead Belly's version. And I remember listening to that and it was just like, wow, this is incredible and I need more of it. So just kind yeah. of going from there, it's like Woody Guthrie and then, you know, Etta James and Billie Holiday and then just diving in all the way. And so, yeah. I love that. You were able to kind of find the voices that kind of, maybe you didn't even realize you were that into because it's interesting that you kind of leaned into like some like classic kind of sounding blues and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I feel like I remember when I was younger, like hearing like kind of like classic rock songs and like (laughs) liking it, but not like, um, I mean, there are some incredible classic rock songs, but I just felt like there was something in there that I liked. And then when I heard the blues, I was like, Oh, that's what it is. Definitely. What was it that made you kind of fall in love with like blues sounding music in particular? Is there like an element to that style of music that just got you like, this is, this is me. This is what I love. I don't know. I just remember hearing it and it was just like, it just was just impacted me. Like, so like, I don't know. It was like someone throwing a hot pot of water over my head or something. It just, it was like, I had never heard anything like that. And it was just, I don't know. It was just like real. It was just, I don't know how else to say it was real. No, I get that. And it's it's special when you find that like particular sound of music that just you connect to so deeply and to the point where it's practically inexplicable. It's like, this is this is it for me. Yeah, definitely. I love that so much. So at what point did you kind of start like playing music out to crowds and stuff? Um. Well, uh, I was probably like, probably like around 13 and 14 I had like uh, a band with a few pals and we just had like a bunch of cover tunes and uh it was um yeah I like I sort of taught um guitar uh a little bit when I was younger to like really young kids and um, so then the um the owners of that um shop they uh, also had kids that worked there and then um decided that we were going to have like a whole like show like 
all the like teachers and like young kids who could play and do stuff so then we just learned a bunch of cover songs and went out and did like fairs and stuff like that that's really neat do you think it kind of helped you learning to play music by teaching other people how to play because I mean 13 is really young to be performing and also be teaching other other students in that sense did that kind of help lend you to your skills at that point definitely I I feel like I couldn't even really play guitar at that age so I was just kind of um you know I had to get better because I was supposed to be teaching people so um yeah and also just being on stage and um yeah, just dealing with anxiety and, and stuff like that. It was really good to just like be around a lot of people you knew and you were comfortable with and mm-hmm. just doing songs that you liked and at the time. And yeah. Were these songs that you wrote or were you doing any covers? It was all just covers. Cool. Do you have a favorite one that you remember just really jamming to when you were about oh that gosh. age? Uh, I think the first song I ever played this is so weird. I've never really talked about this. Um, the first song I ever played was, um, I think it was called Paper Roses. I don't even know who it's by. Uh-huh. It's just a really old song. But yeah, that's so I neat. don't know who it's by. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up after this because now I'm curious. But that's, yeah. that's so neat. I'll have to look it up that. too. I don't remember who it's by. That's so cool though that, you know, you were sitting there and you were practicing, probably learning from these different covers and stuff. Um, did you Do you remember there being like any – specific artists or like uh or even songs that you kind of slowly felt like you were borrowing from or learning from along the way I think like every song that I would learn or play uh, yeah it's definitely taught me something in in one way or another for sure definitely I love that how did you kind of like begin to cultivate the sound that is like your music now with with it being Cat Clyde specifically I'm not really sure. I guess like I really took um, when I when I first listened to that that blues and I felt like I heard something that was real. I really I really wanted to um, emit that, and I really feel like I tried to work really hard on. Um, I feel pretty comfortable now, but just feeling comfortable w- with myself and and finding those things that you know I am individually good at, and then sort of you know, going with those skills and just like being myself and putting myself out into every word that I say. Um, Cause I, I mean, when I was younger, I saw people who were doing music and a lot of times I felt like they weren't meaning anything they said. And I really didn't want to, I really didn't want to be like that or do that kind of thing. I really wanted to just put myself into it because that's what makes it real and good and unique. Yeah, definitely. I think that you've got that down for sure with your music. And I really love the sound that you have because for me, it's difficult to kind of narrow you into any kind of genre because it's like, there's obvious blues influence. There's a lot of indie, but like there's so much that you're putting into your music. How would you personally describe your sound? It's funny. I get asked that question a lot and I really don't have an answer. I like, I like a lot of different things and, and, you know, every room you walk into is different. You know, you feel different every time you walk in there, you know, yeah. you know, just like the time of the day, there's a different mood when you walk out the door, if the sun's coming up or it's going down, it's just, I don't know. I like a lot of different stuff and, and I just, you know, I love country and I love blues and I love soul and I don't know. I just, 
it just kind of happens when the way it happens and uh just I don't know feels right you know what I mean absolutely I can I can kind of feel that variance to like from song to song and throughout your records too in that sense because it I feel like it's more so dependent on the song itself than maybe the collection of songs even that you've got I think it's it seems like it's more mood based for you yeah and I feel like you know it was kind of difficult at first because I, I remember with my first record I, I you know I would talk to people and they would say you know um well like you can't have all these songs because they're too different like you have to have a theme and it has to like follow the theme but I don't know I just don't like I don't like to be like have a label or be put in a box like something could change and my mind could change or something happens and something's different and so I, I like to be fluid I don't like to put myself uh, under a umbrella no I totally get that and it's interesting because I feel like um you doing that for yourself making sure that you're not like pigeonholed or put into one box you're kind of able to really explore here because I mean you 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 had such an amazing record with Ivory Castanets. I hope I'm saying that right. Yep. Um, and then here we have Hunter's Trance. And I feel like you've had a lot of development in just a couple of years musically between those records. I mean, they're both phenomenal. But wow, Hunter's Trance is amazing. Um, do you recall um, maybe any of the things that you did differently or learned in that time in between those records? Oh, my God. There was huge huge enormous growth um um I don't know just life man life and learning and <laughs> and uh, also making the record was a crazy uh learning experience um and a lot different than the first one the first one was very simple and easy and kind of very organic and uh the second one was uh, really amazing but also really difficult mm-hmm um so I definitely had to it was a quest and I came out on the other side <laughs> different <laughs> so I believe yeah. it I believe it I feel like um there's a whole process and like journey that musicians go on not just when they write the songs but whenever they record them and you know when they get the mixes back and then whenever they get the masters back it's a whole it's a whole journey yeah definitely I believe it well um I wanted to ask you then with that in mind, what was it like for you to first write and then go into recording Hunter Strands? Um, a lot of the songs were um, older songs. Um, I think All the Black, I, I wrote that when I was like 17. Okay. Um, and I just kind of had that, I don't know, I wasn't sure if it was really good, so I kind of sat on it for a really long time. And then um, kind of before the record decided to use it and um so it's just kind of like a, a collection of songs I just sort of try and collect as many as I can and then sift through and find the ones that I want and mm -hmm. so I don't really like sit down and like think like oh I'm gonna write it just mm -hmm. I just kind of collect as it goes and then recording um was really crazy um I decided that I was going to uh, work with this uh, surf soul band named Carlo mm -hmm. and uh, they're from Toronto and they're really amazing so I rented a cabin in the woods and um, built like a studio inside uh, this really small space and we stayed there for four or five days uh, and just recorded nonstop. and we recorded the whole album and then after that was finished I felt like um a lot a few of the songs just weren't where I wanted them to be mm -hmm. 
So I needed to find another way. So a few months after that, um, I went to Seattle and I recorded there at Bear Creek Studios. And I had like studio musicians and which was very new for me. I've never done anything like that before. So um, that was uh, pretty intense. And then I came out of there and then I still felt like I didn't have everything. So it was, oh my gosh, it was just so heavy to not, to not have, you know, you want it a certain way, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to get everyone on the same page sometimes. And even, even me, like, I feel like I know what I want, but I, it's hard for me not to know what I don't want. So you just got to try a bunch of things until it's right. Mm -hmm. So then, um, I went to uh, my pal Jeremy Albino's place. He has like a country home and we just set up gear there and um, finished the record. Uh, Super laid back and like organically and it was amazing. So, but yeah, it was like a whole year. So then. (laughs) Wow. It sounds like a, a lot of, a lot of things for you to have to go through throughout the process in that sense. So finding the right place, finding the right, people to probably to work with and getting everything lined up to where the sounds exactly what you need it to be. Yeah, definitely. And that's important because you want it to be exactly your vision. You know, you've probably had this in your head for some time and it's like, okay, I'm ready. I want to do this right. Yeah, definitely. And also just, you know, making sure everybody feels good because if they're doing it and they don't feel good, then it's not going to sound, sound as good. Right. Exactly. That's, and it's, it's great that you have that conscientiousness for yourself and everybody you're working with in this process for sure. Yeah, definitely. So how did you end up with the album name Hunter Strange? Um, so I was reading this book, um, but in the book it was referencing another book. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't have the titles offhand. Um, but it was describing, basically it was describing, um, like a state of mind when you're out in nature. Um, and I, I used to like, I, I used to walk a lot. Uh, I'm kind of getting back into it, but I, I had a dog and so I walked a lot and I felt like I always used to do this, but I never knew what the name of it was. But then I read that term and it was basically, um, when you like sit and you use like your peripheral vision, like you're not looking at anything, you're just kind of open to any movement that hits your eye. So you're not Ah. like looking, you're just kind of sitting there and you're just like using your peripheral vision Uh to catch any movement. And it's, it was called Hunter's Trance. Um, And I read that and it was like, that's it. That's gorgeous. And I feel like that ties into so many songs that you have throughout the record in that sense where it's like, it feels like you're taking so much in and processing it as it's happening around you and, and at some points to you in that sense. And that's such a neat name to give your record. Thanks. Yeah. I'm really happy that I uh, happened upon it and uh, I think it suits, suits the whole thing really well. Definitely. Do you have a favorite song on the record that like you were just really excited to share with everyone? Oh man, um, that's a good question. I don't know if I can like choose a favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like um, Alt Black just because it's so it was so old, such mm-hmm. an old song for me. Um, but I don't I don't know if that I would say that that was my favorite. Yeah, that was such a meaningful song though. I liked the concept of kind of like it felt like. 
you know, taking on burdens, darkness, hard things happening around you and stuff. And what a thing to be thinking about at 17 too. <laughs> yeah. That, that conceptually was really great. And just musically, that song was so tight. Um, I'm really glad that you chose to put that on the record. Oh, thanks a lot. Definitely. There, there's just so many great songs on this record, honestly. I really got What's into your favorite song? Oh, gosh. I'm torn between Not Like You. And I my new favorite thing, actually, is listening to both versions of The River. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I think um, with The River in particular, I got so into it because um, – I felt like the first time when you listen to it, like where it's just, it's just you, um, I could focus on like concepts and emotions tied into like the metaphor of the river and the nature in that sense. But then whenever I listened to the full band version of that, it was amazing because I felt like the music almost stood in at that point, the full band backing as like, this is almost like I can picture it as in, and I'm trying to find a way to describe it because it is kind of like synesthesia in that sense where it's like, the music itself feels like the literal river whenever you have oh, the cool. full band behind you where it's like I can picture it more clearly in that sense and it feels almost physical and like tangible. And I'm like, I don't know how Kat pulled this off, but this is amazing because these – I could picture it very vividly and it felt almost like I could touch it in a weird way. Oh, that's really, really cool. That's really yeah. cool. What made you decide to put both versions of that song on the record? I was so torn because I really wanted to have the, um, just the acoustic on there because I just, I really, that's how I wrote it. And I I just really like it like that. Mm -hmm. But then also we did that version at the cabin and it was just such a beautiful moment. And I just felt like it was just such a really beautiful track. And I just couldn't decide which one to put on. And so I thought I'll just put on both. <laughs> I love that. Cause like, I feel like you get to have two really special experiences listening to that song. Oh, that's really cool. I'm so glad that you say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that really stuck out to me in this record. Cause I felt like I got also like a full view of you as a musician, because I can, I can hyper-focus on your literal solo work in that sense of it just being you acoustically. And then I could hear the, power of like the full band backing you and how much that just amplifies what your intention is, what your sound is. Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we got to talk about that because I was so excited about that song. Oh, that's so cool. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I know that you mentioned this is like a collection of songs for you, but maybe what's something you want your listeners to get out of listening to Hunter Strands? Um... I just want them to take whatever they want to take from it. Yeah. I own a, I don't want to influence anyone's uh, feeling about it. I like that because then everybody has their own unique take and their own unique experience with it. That's it. That's Then it's real. <laughs> it has that organic vibe that you were talking about for sure. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, um, are you playing these songs out? um live since the release i know that you've got tours coming up and stuff yeah um, i'm actually leaving for europe tomorrow oh awesome um so i'm really excited about that and um i'm actually working on an acoustic record right now Ooh. So, um yeah kind of like what you said like it's cool to have the acoustic and the and the full band so i thought i was gonna do um 
some acoustic songs. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that. So I have to finish that when I get back. But um, I've been recording a bunch. So uh, I think I'll be releasing some new stuff soon. That sounds so exciting. I love hearing that. Yeah. So um, with, th- with that, I've seen that you've gotten some really awesome reviews and stuff. What's the response been like for you and with this new record? And how are you feeling with everybody kind of telling you about it? <laughs> It's been really, really good so far. I've been really happy with the response. And um, I'm really also just looking forward to like going out and, and kind of seeing the response. Because mm-hmm. you, you see numbers and, 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 you know, people reach out and, and that's really great. But I'm really looking forward to, to going out and, and playing the songs and, and, and kind of getting that feedback as well. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great for you to be able to get on the road and experience that. And you've got like, it looks like a week or two in Europe then all over. Yeah, two weeks in Europe. And then um, I've got a two, two and a half month tour in the fall. Wow. As well. That's exciting. Um, so have you have you played in Europe before? Or is this your first time? Uh, this is my third time. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite city or anywhere that you're really looking forward to playing this time? Um, I'm going to Prague, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really excited about because I've never been, but I don't really get to, um, especially on this trip, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm playing like eight out of the eight shows in 10 days. So I'm wow. not really going to have a lot of time to do much. So unfortunately, but, um, I'm just really excited for the whole thing. I really like Germany and Switzerland and I'm going mm-hmm. back there. So I'm really excited to go there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a heavy run, but I'm really looking forward to it. So that's so awesome. And like, you're going to have such a great time between doing Europe and then you're coming back. You're pretty much doing a full U.S. tour, which is amazing. Yeah. That's exciting. Do you have any places that you really enjoy in the States when you're on tour? Oh, I'm playing in uh, New Orleans, which I've nice. never played there before. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, um, they're supposed to have a really good scene down there. Yeah. Um, have you ever been? Uh, I haven't been to any shows in New Orleans, but I've been to New Orleans and it's great. Yeah. The vibe there is just unreal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really like, um, the West coast. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. All of it's really good. I'm glad to be going through the mountains again, even Mm -hmm. though it's going to be kind of, um, probably not great weather, but I'm excited to drive through, um, the Canadian Rocky Mountains because I haven't done that in a few years. So I really love doing that um, from Vancouver to Calgary. Um, but yeah, That's I mean, gorgeous. it's all, it's all really good. And, and, you know, I'm going to have a van full of the band and, and it's going to be really, uh, it's going to be a really great trip. Sounds like it. So you have the full band coming with you. Yes. Really excited. So it'll be my first, first time going out with the full band. So really looking forward to it. That sounds like so much fun. Well, I'm excited for you for sure. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that you're going on this tour. You're planning on doing some more acoustic recording through this year as well. Um, anything else going on through the end of 2019? Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, I, think uh, I mean, I might have some things here and there that I might be releasing, but um I think, uh, I think, yeah, just the big tour and, um, yeah, finishing that acoustic record and then, um, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Sounds like everybody's going to have to stay tuned. That's cool. Yeah. 
Um, do you have any like goals that you have for yourself that you want to accomplish with like your music career, maybe in the next year, or even a couple of years? Um, I'd like to, um, I'd like to open up for Neil Young and Bob Dylan. Wow. That would be sick. And, um, I really want to play the Newport Folk Festival. And, uh, also the Dawson City Music Festival. And yeah. That sounds so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send vibes to you to accomplish all that. Sounds amazing. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I always like to ask my guests at the end of the interview is a little bit, um, of it's kind of a wish for you to get really awesome things to happen your way too, in that sense. But, uh, if you could play with any three solo artists, bands, artists of any kind, um, they could be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Ooh. Who would it be? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. This is a toughie, man. This is a tough one. Uh, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> okay. Three. That's it. Three. Okay. Okay, I'll give you three, but then, you know, I might change my mind later. So maybe we'll have to talk again. Yes. Um, okay, uh, I would have to definitely say one of them would have to be Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one would be... Uh, oh, ooh, uh can't decide okay uh i'll say um yeah i'll say lightning hopkins and number three what's my number three um oh. hmm just give me one minute <laughs> no pressure <laughs> uh, this is a serious question man <laughs> Um, maybe like, um, actually, you know, like James Brown, definitely. Ooh. James Brown's number three for sure. Yeah. I love it. I love your selections and it's, I'm always fascinated by the different answers I get for this. So I like your choices big time. That's for sure. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been so awesome talking to you. I can't wait to see what all you accomplish and be able to hear this awesome acoustic record. Um, where can everybody keep up with you online? Stay tuned. Um, yeah, just all the platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. I also have a website, catclidemusic.com. Um, yeah, that's where to get all your info. Awesome. And your music's pretty much on all the streaming apps and such, right? Yeah, absolutely. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, all the all the all the places. Awesome. Well, everybody- all the rocks. <laughs> I love it. Well, everybody's gonna have to make sure that they give you a listen, give you a follow. Thanks so much for joining. It's been awesome. Oh, it's been really nice chatting with you. Put in chains And it's 
Hunter's Trance now available across all streaming apps. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. 
And just as a heads up to everybody listening, I will be on vacation for most of the month of September. We'll have about one more episode before I am out. I need a little time to recharge the batteries and I'm going to be going on vacation to Europe. Going to go visit Italy, so I'm really excited about that. So going to be away for a while, but that doesn't mean that I won't still have the occasional message for y'all on social media. Maybe make a couple playlists in the meantime. And uh, yeah, I have a ton of really great podcasts I will be recommending to you to kind of fill in the gaps while I'm away. But thanks so much for the support and listening. Y'all mean the world to me. And until next time, stay in great and visualize yourself a really cool space to just get away and listen to awesome music. See you next week. Thank you.